Welcome to Confidence and Creativity, a show where we encourage you to show up for yourself and express your confidence and creativity in business and in life. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, founder and CEO of Mission Key Communications, and I'm so grateful to spend this time with you today. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Confidence and Creativity. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Kashana Smith better known as Shauna. She was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland, and her attention to detail through brand identity, design, art, and production brings a unique perspective to business and culture. Shauna is the founder, artist, and designer behind Low Bay Dangle, an eau couture leather accessory collection that embodies edgy and classic styles. It is wearable art for the lady who loves to make a bold fashion statement with one-of-a-kind pieces and has been featured on local and national media outlets, local galleries, festivals, and more. Shauna has an amazing background which includes graphic design, industrial sewing, and metal fabrications at the Baltimore Jewelry Center. In 2019, she was selected as an official Made in Baltimore maker. This year, Shauna was appointed as president of the DMV chapter of the WJA, Women's Jewelry Association. She is also on top of all these amazing accomplishments. She is co-founder of Creative Development Studios, a major vehicle through which she creates brand designs that have garnered clients over a million dollars of sales inquiries and the company she began alongside her husband 15 years ago. So she is a professional designer and a professional jewelry maker. How many of those do you know? (laughs) So I am so excited about this conversation. So all of these experiences that Shauna has had combined with her innate creativity have helped to develop her into the multifaceted designer, business owner, and industry leader that she is today. So Kashana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Samantha. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me today. Yes, this is so great. And your bio, I only had a portion of it because you have done so many more things in your career. So can you just let us know, how did you even get started? What was your journey like to go into both jewelry design and graphic design? Like which one came first? How did that journey begin? Sure. Well, it's it's such an interesting story. Graphic design certainly came first. Um, it came really out of a need. We had, uh, at that time, I think our company was called Jingle Along Marketing. So we were doing jingles for radio and television. And what we had found was that a lot of the clients that we were sitting down with, they, as much as they wanted the jingle and they were on radio, they really didn't have the ad spend or the budget to really invest in audio branding. But they also, too, lacked some of the essential marketing pieces like a business card or a really nice logo. And so after sitting down with these clients, my husband was like, listen, I think we should get a program and you should start designing. Um, you know, we should start expanding these packages, these offerings, you know how it is. It's like, you know, you, you stick with one thing for a while and then after a while you're like, you know what, I need a little bit more to offer people. And that's really um, 
how it started. It just started really out of seeing the need of clients and knowing that this was a lower entry point and it was an absolute necessity. Um, it was so interesting because my um, I, I had like a couple of trainings, a couple of classes with a few people that I knew they bought like, I mean, this was so long ago, they put the computers over to the house and they gave me a couple of lessons and it was all, all she wrote. I think I had the gift of pre, I always had the gift of creativity. So for me, it was all about making sure I asked the right questions to make sure that the, the printed material came out correctly. So it wasn't so much about, you know, how do I design this per se, but how do I lay it out in a way where when it prints, it looks absolutely professional and amazing. And so um, that was the design portion and how it came about. Wow, that's amazing. So you're self-taught. Pretty much, yeah. I had, I mean, it's kind of hard to say I'm not because I had one lesson. <laughs> I had one lesson in like Photoshop and I had one lesson in in design when we were first, um, yeah, in design when we were laying out books early on. So yeah, I am self-taught and um, I've, of course, you know, did some trainings and things online over the years, but it just kind of came naturally to me. We bought a logo. I think when we first started, we bought like a logo maker program and I never made, I never used it. So I was like, I don't know how to use this thing, but I just started making it, making logos from scratch. And um, it's, it's been a fun journey so far to see how many people we've helped, you know, with just, an idea, you know, at one point. So it's really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. What an exciting, what an exciting story. So as far as your, your jewelry background, how did that, like, how did, how did you, did you pivot from one to the other? Did it kind of go together? How did that, how did that come about? Yeah, so jewelry, it never was a pivot. I think that, of course, um, you know, you're young and you know that you're creative. And so again, it starts with the graphics. And then eventually I started really getting inspired. I started seeing like ideas um, just, you know, with my eyes open, like ideas like coming to me. And I was like, wait a minute, I think I'm seeing leather earrings. And I was not doing anything physically creative with my hands outside of the computer work. Um, I've always painted, I've drawn, you know, doodled, sketch. I've done little things over the years, but I never really saw myself as a full-on creative. And so um, it wasn't a pivot. It was an addition. It was like, hey, you know, I'm doing that and I'm going to do this. And I mean, those early years, wow, those early years, I just would stay up all night long making earrings. And it was just like no rules. And of course, the of course, as you learn and you grow and it's like, okay, you know, I want to perfect this and do this a little bit different. I need to make some templates and put some order and some structure into it. But um, no, we never let go of the original companies. We've just grown to just add on new companies. And yeah, that's where we're at. Wow, that's amazing. And your husband, he is a musician, fashion designer as well, right? So you are just a creative, a whole creative family. Yeah, it's so fun to see how, again, He's always been creative. I think he was born, you know, I mean, he has such a gift of music. Literally, we can be in the quietest restaurant and he'll start tapping. I'm like, what are you tapping to? He can hear the music on that no one pays attention to. Like he's so tuned into music. And so, you know, being with someone who's been that gifted for a long time and seeing some of your gifts kind of lying dormant and not really knowing it was in me to be gifted in a very similar way, but just visually, his is audio, but mine's is more visual with my hands. Um, it's just interesting now how we collaborate together, how we talk, we talk the language of creativity and we talk, we talk in color and we see in color. It's just so, it's so different and uh, it's really fun. But again, at one point it was just him, me seeing him evolve and, you know, do all these creative things and just being that support behind him. But to now 
kind of have something as well that has blossomed of my own creativity and to see how he supports me and how we support each other is, is really amazing. But it didn't start that way. <laughs> it didn't. He did a lot of pushing. I will say that he pushed me a lot. Wow, that's amazing. So what what do you think drew you to the um, just creative expression through your visual? Because I guess when I'm, I'm trying to see a correlation between the design, like the graphic design, and then also the jewelry design. So what do you think excites you about creating in that way? Yeah, I mean, it, that's a hard question. It's a good question. It's, it's just kind of hard because, I mean, I am a seer, you know, so some people are more, you know, they're more tuned into words. Their their gift is audio, you know. Um, I am a visual person. I am very, I've always been very inclined and interested in details. I've always cared about details. Even when I first started out and even now when I'm designing, sometimes I'll zoom my screen into like a thousand percent. Like I want to see the part that no one's really looking at because that's what I'm attracted to. I've always been attracted to. I mean, as a little girl, I used to stare at people, you know, you know, I just like, you know, I'm like, stop staring. It's like, I'm just watching, you know, like I'm watching for every little thing. <laughs> Thank God I grew out of that because that's not good now, you know, just while we're staring at people. But it's like, I've always like watched every single detail. And so the details of graphic design and, and needing to line things up specifically, needing to make sure that things are within a hair of a fraction is so important. And then that correlates over as well when you're doing design work, it's like, you can see the flaws. If you're someone who pays attention to details, you also equally can see the flaws. And so then hopefully you'll know how to correct them and to clean it up. And so I've always been that person, if you were around me in a black shirt, my eyes goes to all your lint on your shirt. It's like, I don't wanna look at it, but it's just, it just happens, you know, like, I don't really want to look in the corners because I know it's a whole bunch of stuff in most corners, you know? So it's like, that's just, that's just me. And it's something that I really can't turn off. And so I see it filtering through other areas of my life, specifically design. Yes. Yeah. No, that's excellent. That's excellent. <laughs> so for those of you who may not know what I am wearing today, I actually, I really didn't plan this. It just happened to <laughs> coincide with today's episode. So I am wearing some vintage, what I'm calling them vintage they are low vintage. days. <laughs> Yes, they are definitely vintage. <laughs> because you cannot get these anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so I definitely love um, Lobe's designs. They are just so beautiful and so mm -hmm. unique. So can you just walk us through a little bit of that process? I think you have some um, some earrings with you. So if sure. you just, whatever you want to share about your process, about what it involves, um, because some people, you know, it's one thing to see something and see the finished product. But I think for people who to really appreciate what you do even more, I think it's really helpful for the people to understand the process. And then there might be even people who are interested in getting into jewelry design. So if whatever you would like to share about your process, I think that would be that would be great. Sure. Yeah. So the process is, you know, when I first started, I really didn't know how to even think about what the process was. You just pick up stuff and you start moving. I mean, I literally was gifted a basket full of brand new leather by communicating my vision of saying, I think that one day I'm going to create leather, leather wow. accessories. And so I was gifted that. So that's a whole nother story. But um, in terms of my process, again, when I first started, I really didn't document it. It literally was just everything was just so organic and innate. And I just started making like you think about those earrings there you have 
I think I made maybe three pairs. Um, that was just because of a, a small demand that was there at the time. I, one of my girlfriends really, you know, wanted me to mix like the, the black and the brown. So those are actually dark gray and browns. And, and I was like, oh, I don't want to really mix the black and the browns. So I remember that. And then, you know, just making a few more of them. But again, um, didn't really have anything documented. Now my process is a little bit different. Um, it still starts again with inspiration because it's really hard to create without some level of inspiration. And I've tried it before and it's the way to mess up a lot of great materials <laughs> when you don't know where you're going or you know what your final destination is or any level of a vision or roadmap. So now it starts with some level of inspiration. Typically what I do is I do draw out a design um, even if it's just a quick sketch, just to kind of get an idea, what's the shape, what's the feel, what's the movement, is it open, does it flow? Um, you know, it, it starts with picking out, as, as, again, um, findings. So findings is really important for me. So my, my designs, if you look online, you'll see that it's very different than some of the other leather jewelry out there because I do like to mix really cool hardware with the leather. It's very similar to like a really nice leather jacket. Like, you know, you have a nice leather jacket, what sets it off? The buttons, the clasps, the, the hoops, the, the loops, you know, it's like all of that makes it a tough leather jacket. And so I feel the same way with leather earrings, like leather in, its, in and of itself is beautiful material. But if you put it with some really nice findings, that's, that's what takes it over the top for me. So um, having an inspiration in terms of maybe an era, maybe it's um, a vintage piece or something like that, that sparks some inspiration. I draw it out. Then from there, I get my scissors and I start cutting and I'm um, putting it together. It's uh, and then also to trying to make a template in a way where now I know better to not just make one piece. I had to document the whole process because then when I make the one piece and if it comes out amazing, I need to be able to duplicate that rather rapidly. And so that's kind of part of the process. Um, I try not to look at a lot of other designs in terms of inspiration. Um, I don't necessarily like go and say, oh, let me look at other leather earrings and then I start literally. I just kind of let the leather tell me and show me in some kind of way, like what it could be. And so it's matching leathers up together. It's putting the hardware side by side and trying to understand what can I do that's interesting. And then sometimes you start a design and you can't finish it because you don't know the finishing point. So it's just a start. And then you come back and it could be months later. I literally have a basket full of unfinished designs that I finished them in interesting other in other interesting times when it's like oh okay I don't really necessarily want to start from scratch I can pick those pieces up and then finish them at a time where the inspiration is fresh again and I oh, get wow. a different direction than I had the first time wow so so that's interesting so how do you balance kind of that you know inspiration or you know kind of those waves of inspiration with the demand for for products so how do you like do you just release certain ones at certain times or how does that how does that work honestly the the way i, I can see how it has happened is when inspiration comes it stays for for a very long time and i'm able to pump out maybe nine or ten or twenty new designs and again, that may not be finishing them, but at least that may be the start of the, the, the initial concept and the design where I can get the template going. And then from there, it's just a matter of creating them. And I try to at least do four of each of each design, okay. three or four, that's kind of like my minimum. Um, I try not to make 20, 25 of each because you really don't know. And as, and as a designer, we get bored. So it's like, I don't want to make 20 or 30 of each one. And again, I do have some pieces that are a little bit more entry level that that like my hoops, like I love my hoops. I make a whole bunch of hoops because 
hoops are a classic piece and everyone wants a hoop. And this is a design I actually don't mind duplicating. But when you get into some of the other ones that are very intricate, after three and four, you are done because it's so complicated to even yeah. make it. And so um, that's kind of how I balance the inspiration when I'm there, I try to stay there for as long as possible because I know I can't necessarily do that every single day. Right. Depending upon what my day is. So when I when it comes, I'm like, let me run, let me stay in this zone, and then I'll come back to it to finish it up. So that's kind of how it how it starts and ends with me. <laughs> got it, got it. Well, yeah. I know you have some pieces with you. Could you show us? Yeah, a few sure. Of them? Uh, so I just made these the other day. They're they're still hoops, um, just a different color, a cobalt blue. Ooh, oh, that's pretty blue and silver. And I have some other really cool um, metal designs as well. So these are the gold ones. And I have these in gold, silver and copper and leather. So they really resemble metal. Um, those are pretty popular. Uh, here's a, a one of a kind piece. I don't know if you'll be able to see that. So that oh, is yeah, that's, um, pretty. that's like a blue, a blue stone silver. And it's like green alligator leather on a quartz so you see that on the back it's green alligator and so these are one of a kind these are a little bit more smaller these are about an inch and a half so i make small and large uh here's another cool design reminiscent of something like really cool and vintage just nice that's beautiful so those are some new ones there uh these are some classic ones i've been making this design for a while and these are called Shiba. i'm gonna try to get the little piece to cooperate so you can see it the right way. Uh, let's get you down in here. Okay, let me get the other one maybe to cooperate along a little. Okay, there we go. So those are Sheba's black and brown crocodile. And the back is all brown. And, and see, if you can notice it's the, it's the hardware, it's the chain. So it's a nice stainless steel chain. They're very lightweight. All of the earrings are very lightweight. That's very important. When I first started, I didn't know the benefit of making it lightweight. I had super heavy leather at times. I was like, wait a minute, this design is nice. My earlobe was about to go off. So now that's very important. I'll show you another one that kind of speaks to hardware and why this is important for me. Um, and you'll probably remember this type of hardware. You used to see them on like coats and all. Uh, it's like a bamboo. So if you see that, that's a black crocodile feel. But oh, you see it's nice. a bamboo at the top very classic very clean you can see that with like a saint john suit i mean you know you can dress this up dress this down it's just classic like that hardware though again it sets it off so very nice classic here's a cuff uh it's called moscow from the moscow collection is actually fur and gold Ooh. so the cuff is adjustable it's adjustable brass on the inside and it's very pretty it actually has a, a necklace that goes with it as well so that's on the website very pretty and this is rabbit on there as well so i like mixing wow. fur metals okay. vintage vintage pieces i just you know you like what you like and i'm like you know what let's just break the boundaries and let's do something fun and flirty i love the fact that fall and winter is coming because you know leather just i mean of course you wear leather whenever you want to everyone wears leather shoes all year round you can totally wear leather accessories all year round but for the fall you know, the earrings, the bigger necklace pieces, it really makes a lot more sense to create, put a beautiful collar on that's leather. So I'm super excited about the seasons changing here, at least locally, where I could, um, you know, put some other things out there as well. Yeah, so that's exciting. I am not a fan of cold weather, but... <laughs> The fashion yes. is great. So. For fashion, honey. 
my summer collection be like I can throw it away every summer right. I wouldn't care but I'm not throwing away my fall my winter stuff it's like you know this stuff is classic and I'm yeah. keeping it yeah and those are investment pieces for the fall and winter because you know you you can't you can't be out here nothing thin and flimsy you gotta really exactly. have, have it together for the fall and winter so totally exactly exactly no that's awesome so if you are listening to this episode you definitely want to watch the youtube channel so you can actually yes. see the pieces uh that shauna has because they're they're gorgeous they're gorgeous so yeah so let's talk about your just kind of your inward journey because i know that the whole process of business ownership creativity, inspiration, all of that, and even doing your own thing that ha that you haven't seen before and hasn't been seen before, that takes a lot of mental strength, right? It takes a lot yeah. of mental strength. It takes a lot of confidence. So what has that journey been like for you? How have you, would you describe yourself as a confident person? And if not, what has helped you to grow that confidence? You know, I, I would describe myself as a pretty confident person. Um, I think that the mental process for me is the fact, I think a lot of times it's like I've been enjoying the journey and I never rushed the journey. And I think that that helps you to develop confidence as well. Like for one, I was a support, I'm, I'm still a supportive wife of a, another creative. So I knew what that looked like. I didn't run into this particular journey with um, false, pre false preconceived notions of, what it would be like, you know, I had a confidence as to knowing how to develop a brand for someone else. So that helped me to develop my own. And also too, to be patient with the journey and the process and just to put your best foot forward. I mean, when you put your best foot forward, why would you not be confident? You know, it's like that, you know, I mean, it's, all we can do is the best we can do. And yeah. so, you know, I think that I've seen it from the sidelines and so, and I lived it because again, I, I live, I'm one with, a, with another creative. So I know what that looks like. And that helps me to balance inner confidence, patience, time, understanding that you may even be pioneering something and what that looks like to really trudge ahead and, and, and to um, give yourself a lot of grace, but also to hold your head up high and just say, hey, you know, I'm here. And whatever capacity I can be here in this moment, I'm the best that I am going to be in this moment. So I have nothing to be afraid of, yes. nor do I have anything to be anxious about. You know, sometimes people will try to rush you on your journey. And I think that that helps you to lack confidence in a lot of ways, because you can't, you can't be ready for something else that someone else is ready for until you're ready. I always say people are ready when they're ready. People are tired yeah. when they're tired, you know, like no one can be ready for you. You have to be ready for yourself. And so for me, um, I'm very aware of what I feel like God's time it is for my life and what he is um, allowing me to walk out and what season I'm in. Yeah. You know, like just being just being conscious enough to say, no, that's not the season. This is not the season for me to take all my inventory and try to send it to celebrities. I have no interest in that. You know, I don't care if 20 people come and tell me that. I know in my heart that that's not where I'm at, you know, and, and I think that that inner peace is really important. And, you know, that comes from me, from my relationship with the Lord and knowing that he leads me and he's been leading me in this process. He is the reason I am doing what I'm doing. So, you know, he gave me creativity. It's a gift. So, you know, I always say you can teach people, you can teach people style, but you can't teach them creativity. 
Mm. you can't teach people how to be creative you know like creativity is like a thing like you can show someone how to be creative one time and then if they don't catch it they don't catch it like you can't constantly say and now this is how you be creative today and tomorrow it's like either you're creative or you're not you know either you're gifted in a certain thing or you're not you know not saying that things can't develop but gifts are there and so I know that the gift came from him and so I'm, I'm not in no I'm not in any rush to make it to my ultimate destination. I know I'll get there in due time. And so I'm enjoying the journey. Yes. No, that that's excellent. So how would you say you define success at this point? For me, success is living, living, living truthfully, you know, being living truthfully and being off, you know, people say that we're authentic all the time, but I mean, it's, it's so real. Like, I mean, being successful is saying, listen, I have done exactly what I felt like I should have done up until this point um, at every stage and every journey. You know, people read people's bios, like, you know, when you read my bio, it's like, I had to go back and read it. But it's like, at every stage, those are just the things I was supposed to do. So if I was supposed to do it and I did it, then I was successful. <laughs> Mission complete, you move on, you know? And then it's like, it's all history, you know? And then eventually, God willing, I'll live to be a lot a lot older, I'll have way more accomplishments and way more successes. And so it's like successes, every single thing I do in obedience, yeah. that's it. If I do it and I, and I was obedient what I did, Hey, I'm successful. I don't, I don't measure it in terms of, you know, I mean, and there's a lot of measurements for success. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, if you specifically said, Hey, fine. Are you financially successful? If I had a goal in mind, I could, I could measure that, but just success overall, I think it has to do for me if, just being obedient and, and and not an obedient as a slave master, taskmaster way of someone's making me do something. But I feel like I'm in, in stepping in line with what I'm supposed to do in this season for what God has called me to do. I'm successful. Yeah. That's it. So with any, as far as people who are looking to use their creative gifts in new ways and step into new industries, what would be your advice for them to to get started or to know which way to go yeah that's kind of (laughs) complicated i would say that you know you have to think about what what you already naturally have a bend towards you know i mean again we talk i talk about like words okay if you know you're amazing with words that makes sense then it's like okay well what are the industries and i mean you know just the simple things what are the industries that that my gift of words or my creativity in the word area of words. And then now let me research those industries, which ones spark something in me, which ones say, you know what, I, I could see myself doing that. And then just kind of going down that, down that path a little longer to see, to make sure that it still feels right. Even if it doesn't necessarily feel hundred percent, right. Could you see yourself growing into that space and, and pursuing it? I do believe that, that with each thing that we do, even if we do it and we don't like it necessarily, it leads us to the next thing. And so I think that, I think that a lot of creat- creatives, we get stuck with where to start and it's like, mm. just start, you just start. And, and then, you know, the life will direct you into the right path. Yeah. If you're on the right path, you'll get closer and closer to the ultimate thing. That's like, wow, now here's a sweet spot. But a start is a start, you know, like we don't have to start where we finish. So I think that you just find something you can start with and then be passionate to pursue the growth of it and not just the entry level of it. You know, that's it. 
No, that's I mean, good. I, I think that you, I really like what you said about that, about being passionate to pursue the growth, because I think sometimes it's that is where sometimes even the frustration can come in because you get started, you're really excited, but then it's those little details and nuances and things that you learn along the way. And you have to continue to persevere and, and get better and perfect what you're doing, perfect your process, like you were saying, so that you can, can get to that next level. So were there, how about for you, were there any frustrating moments in your process or any unexpected pieces of your process? And how did you, how did you deal with that? <laughs> Absolutely. I've had tons of uh, frustrating moments. I mean, shoot, I mean, whether if, if it was, hey, I need to pray, I need to go to YouTube. <laughs> I need to, um, I mean, there's now, I do have um, more of a secret sauce to even my leather now. Like when I first started, I always wanted to find ways to make my leather firm and to not just be flimsy leather. That was a journey. That was a process. That was me talking to people outside of my industry and in other industries to find out, hey, what can I put in between this leather to make sure that it's firm, that it just doesn't flop and, and fold, you know? And so that was a couple of years of just trial and error, but I didn't give up on it. I knew that that would be a secret sauce and would set me apart if I could yeah. find a way to actually make sure it was, um, it was just in a way where I can create a shape and it would stay, that form would stay there. And leather itself doesn't want to do that. It just wants to be floppy and it's skin, you know, it is, you know, nothing hard about skin. <laughs> so, so that was a process for me and having to get over it. Um, there's been several times of just, you know, I think, you know, the, I guess I'm still kind of millennial. Um, I'm at the tail end of it. I'll be 40 this year. So with that, you know, I think I'm blessed in a time where, you know, the older generation sometimes is a lot more frustrated with, you know, technology and things like that, but I still have enough patience to say, okay, someone knows this. I always believe like what I'm looking for is looking for me. So what I'm looking for, I always feel like it's attainable. I can find it. It's just a matter of just knowing the right keywords, knowing the right thing to pray, knowing the right thing to put in Google and bam, here's my answer. And so I have been blessed in that way that I could say there hasn't been many challenges that I have full on pursuit and said, I will not let this conquer me that, that, that has conquered me, you know, that I, I can say, I walked away like, yes, I got its head, you know, like it's on, it's on the mantle. I conquered that because, because I believe that there's answers out there and, you know, we don't have to be stuck. You know, sometimes the answer is just open your mouth and speak to someone else who knows about it. You know, yeah. I mean, it's so many ways to get unstuck and yeah. So there's definitely some areas that I probably feel like, you know, I could probably be further in, but have I pursued it the way I pursue other things? Maybe not. But when I do, I know I'll have the answer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, that's excellent. I really, I love your philosophy about, you know, just being patient with yourself and being yeah. patient with the process. I think that is, that is just an amazing, an amazing lesson. So I guess just looking back on this part of your, well, looking back on your journey to this point, to where you are now, what would you say is one of your proudest accomplishments? Oh, oh, wait a minute. I gotta think about that. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. One of my most significant accomplishments, is that what you said? Yeah, most significant or, or one that you were really excited about. Yeah. Um, 
It's been so many things, Samantha. It's so hard to say. I mean, I really, I think that one of the big, biggest accomplishments is just the resilience of staying with something, you know, okay. and not giving up. Because I mean, I could say, oh, this one thing was like so significant, but I don't kind of measure things in that way. Mm. You know, I mean, if you ask me something very specific, like in what area, maybe yeah. I can tell you that, but like overall, if I can say, oh, a significant accomplishment would be the fact that I feel like I am where I'm supposed to be and I'm doing what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing and I haven't given up Yeah. and, and I've had resilience and yeah, that's, I think that's one of the biggest accomplishments. I mean, outside of that, I can say, Hey, you know, we're, there's so many things that, that I could name, but again, it would just be, you know, rambling off lists of things. I mean, just like a bio, you know, it's like, how many things can you say? Right. I mean, you know, you, you're just, you're, I'm, I'm just, I'm just proud of the life that, that God's blessed me to live, you know, and I'm not where I'm going to be, but I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the journey as much yeah. as I humanly can enjoy the journey. I'm enjoying the journey. And it's times when I look back and I can say, wow, all these things were done. And it doesn't even feel like it was me because again, I, I just was living authentically, you know, I yeah. wasn't living like, oh, I'm my boss. And you know, all this, like that wasn't, that wasn't, and it still isn't me. It's just like, Hey, those are the things I was supposed to do. These are the things, this is the life I'm called to live in every step of the way. If I could see the path, I'm going to stay on it. And that's an accomplishment. Now that's excellent. I love that answer. I love that answer. What advice would you give to any creative person or really anyone who struggles with comparing themselves to, to other people? Mm, that's good. Man, I mean, it just never really gets you anywhere, really, you know, like, like, I mean, I mean, who hasn't, you know, at some times just compared, you know, for a moment, you're like, wow, okay, well, you know, and if there's something good you can take from it, then that's great. But I mean, we're all so unique. We all have our own fingerprint. No one has the same button of your eyes. Like, you know, you're here, you're supposed to be here. And I think that, I think that realizing that no one is Samantha McCoy, like no one is you, you know, no one else is you like that's, yeah. that is your, that is your unique, that is your unique qualifier in every room that there's only one Samantha that it's like, why am, why am I? And why would I compare? I think the beauty is just really appreciation. Yeah. Then if we can get away from comparison to appreciation, that would be more beautiful, you know, um, to, if you say, if you see something you like, just say something, you know, I, I want to give a compliment. I think that compliments um, squash comparison. It helps you to stay focused and say, wow, sis, you know, well, wow, you, you know, I'm so proud of what you're doing and, and the accomplishments that you're doing in your, in your business and wow, how you're growing by leaps and bounds. I mean, like, how could you walk away from that and then feel like, so mad at the person that you just big up because in your head, you're already bigging them up. You're already saying, wow, I want to be where they're at. So just give a compliment, you know, and then, and then leave it, you know, leave it and then take that compliment. And then if you need to take that, that same thing that you admired and maybe take that into your prayer closet for yourself to say, you know what, and now I want to see that for myself, Lord, you know, or I so appreciate just, you know, because here's the thing, everyone wants to be noticed for what they do no matter what level you're at, you want to be noticed for what you do. So the person that you're noticing wants to be noticed for what they're doing. 
even if you want to be in their place, they want to be noticed. So it's like, just give a, give a genuine compliment and keep it moving. Like, I mean, me sitting around comparing or thinking about anyone else who's doing anything creative is such a waste of time. But if I had the opportunity to be face-to-face or on an email or whatever, let me just do my part to say, let me give that person their flowers with hopes yeah. that someone, when I get to that place, that they'll give me my flowers and, and they'll be over me just as quick as I'm over me. Hopefully mm-hmm. I'm over me as well. You know, so it's like, we just have to get over each other and get on to what God gave us because yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, I just... I just think that's such a waste of time. And again, we can do it and you can admire, but I just feel like don't stay there for so long that it stifles your own purpose, your own plan, like what God is calling you to do. And here's another thing I wanted to say, and I feel like I should say, I was supposed to say it a little bit earlier, but you know, a lot of times we talk about like purpose. And I remember one of the things I had to, to be reminded of, um, because I didn't notice, I mean, you know, at the time when like the purpose driven life came out and everyone was talking about purpose and what is your purpose? What is your purpose? You know? So it's like, you think about like, like I'm going to do this particular thing. And so one, one of, one of my past mentors through books, cause I mean, I had met him before he said something, he said, he said, when basically like when your purpose is over, like it's the end of you. So mm. like, we shouldn't be so focused on I'm pursuing my purpose like like I got to be in my purpose like that that big thing that you see normally that may be the end of your situation so it's like that's why enjoying the journey is so important because that may come and then there may be another purpose who knows hopefully you know hopefully you only see a part of it because we only know in part so your your purpose and your mind may be to to to, um, create this huge PR company that's going to globally help solve all these issues through effective communication right and that may be wow this is what I want to do but what you don't know is that you may be 70 years old 75 years old before it fully manifests maybe maybe not or you may be 40 something years old in the manifest and then you think that oh it's over and then God gives you a whole nother purpose so it's like we don't know what's at the end of that thing that we see so it's like not being so anxious to feel like we have to finish it like, I don't want to have to feel like I have to be anxious to finish because if I don't know the next step, all I can do is a step that I know. And if it hasn't okay. manifest yet, it get manifest yet, it's because it's probably for a later, it's for a later purpose or it's a little bit more in the distance. So why not just enjoy the journey? That's excellent. That is excellent. Well, I think that is a great note to end on, Shauna. Thank you for all of your wisdom Thank that you, you have shared Samantha. on today's episode and I am just so excited to know you so excited for the journey and all that you have accomplished so where can if people want to go to your site to purchase some of that lovely jewelry where (laughs) can they go they can go to www.lobay that's l-o-b-e dangle.com lobay dangle.com and you'll see for the most part what I have in my collections and um, yeah, it's all available. I'm local to Merlin. So, you know, if you want to arrange a drop off or something like that, we can do that as well. And then I will, you know, participate in certain shows throughout the year. So if you want to see me in person and see the leather, smell the leather, feel the leather, you can always do that as well. So um, I always post those things on like social media, if you're ever looking to just kind of see me in person and see us in action. Excellent. And where can we find you on social? So I am everywhere Lobe Dangle, or if you want to follow me specifically, it's on Instagram, it's Shauna Dawn, S-H-U-N-A Dawn. 
D-O-N, <laughs> uh, a name that one of my late um, girlfriends gave me. So Shauna Dawn on Instagram or Lobe Dangle on Instagram. And also too, I am Quishana Smith on Facebook and Lobe Dangle pretty much everywhere will lead you to me. <laughs> Excellent. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Shauna. And thank I am so Samantha. excited about what's next for you. Yes, I'm excited for what's next for you as well. And not just what's next for you, what's now for you. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Keep pushing. We we go back. <laughs> we do. We do. Thank you so much. Thank you yes, so much. This you. has been great. Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. Definitely feel free to check out Shauna's designs at lobedagon.com. And again, thank you all for joining us today. I am your host, Samantha McCoy, and I am the founder and CEO of Mission Key Communications. Feel free to follow me on Instagram at smccoyjoy, that is S-M-C-C-O-Y, joy. And you can also check out my website at missionkeycommunications.com. Thank you so much, everyone, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. We would love to know what you thought about today's show. If you enjoyed it, please give us a five-star rating, leave us a comment, and share with a friend. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy, and you can find me on Instagram at smccoyjoy. That's S-M-C-C-O-Y, joy. If you're a business owner in need of public relations or communications support, reach out to us at missionkeycommunications.com. We also want to hear about your confidence and creativity journey. Send us an email or DM with your story, and you might be featured on an upcoming show. Until next time, show up confidently.